evening and welcome to the new episode of the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Midnight Theater presents The Falcon. Tonight's episode is called The Case of the Sweet Swindle. I'm Nick and I'm joined by Kirk, Ryan, and we're doing remote. So we're not in the same room. We're just recording this over Discord. So it's going to sound a little bit different. We're going to listen to the episode and we're going to come back. We're going to discuss it. So everybody sit back. Joy. The Kraft Food Company brings you The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Seaman. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Vivian. I'm glad you called. Now, you'll have to count me out tonight, Angel. I'm all jammed up. Mm-hmm. There's a boy around who thinks he can play with guns, and i got to prove that when he tries murder, he's in for the shock of his life. <laughs> This is Ed Hurley, friends, inviting you on behalf of the Kraft Food Company to listen to the adventures of the Falcon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novel. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now join him on the air when the Falcon calls... The Case of the Sweet Swindle. Before the Falcon solves tonight's case, let's listen to this. Marigold Whip. Has a flavor so pleasing. Marigold Whip. Tastes so lively, so teasing. Marigold Whip. Only one of its kind. Marigold Whip. Best salad dressing you'll find. Miracle Whip tastes really good. Not too sharp, not too mild, but just exactly right. And Miracle Whip tastes different, too. Different from any other salad dressing. Try it yourself. See why it's America's favorite salad dressing. The one and only Miracle Whip. And now, the case of the sweet swindle. It's early Sunday afternoon in New York, and a stocky character named Joe Hardy runs up the steps of a small rooming house on New York's west side. And the reason for Mr. Hardy's haste is apparent. Joe has just struck gold, and he's on his way to notify a fellow prospector. Irene! Irene, open up! Is that you, Joe? Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Good to see you, baby. How are you? A lot you care. Oh, you're not sore about my staying up last night? Oh, of course not. Oh, come on, Irene. I got great news. Don't tell me you got a job, Joe. I couldn't stand that. Yeah? Well, take a look at this. Where'd you get that money? Never you mind. This is just a down payment. There's plenty more where this came from. Joe, what have you done? Nothing I can grab you for. You sure? I'm positive. You ever hear of a guy named uh, Walter Blake? No. How about Larry Nichols? Nichols, the bookie? That's the boy. This guy Blake is bankroller. Well, wait a minute. Seems to me I remember reading something about him. Isn't Blake the guy whose wife ran off and took his daughter with her about uh, 15 years ago? Uh, it's longer than that, Irene. Almost 20. The cops never did find him, did they? No, the cops didn't, but uh, someone else was luckier. What are you getting at? I know where Blake's daughter is, Irene. What? Uh-huh. And there's a 50 grand reward still out for her. Well, where is he? Not very far from here. In fact, I'm looking at her right now. Are you out of your mind? What's the matter? Doesn't being Walter Blake's daughter appeal to you? No. Blake would know in a minute I'm not the right girl. I doubt it. The kid was only seven years old when her mother dragged her off, and kids change a lot in 20 years. Incidentally, I forgot to mention, her name was Irene, too. 
How's that for a coincidence for you, huh? It stinks. Jill, you can't be serious about this. Can't I? No, you'll never get away with it. What if I told you that uh, someone very close to Blake is furnishing me with all the necessary information about the kid? Who? That's none of your business. But uh, this party is in a position to get everything we need. By the time you and Daddy Blake meet, you'll know all the answers. I'm not going to do it. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, no, I won't. Every time I've listened to you, I've wound up behind the eight ball. This is different. You've said that before. Now, let's get this straight, Irene. I've got an apartment with Blake tomorrow afternoon at three. By that time, I expect you to know everything there is about his daughter. Now, here's a list of stuff I want you to memorize. Hey, what's the idea of tearing it? I'm not going to do it, Joe. Pick up those scraps. No. I said pick them up. Oh! Oh! Well? All right, now sit down and put them together. By the time I get through with you, you're going to know those questions and answers so well, you'll be able to do a guest shot on the quiz, kid. <laughs> This is Walter Blake speaking. Oh, hi, Walter. This is Mike Waring. Oh, oh yes, Mike. How are you? Fine. Say, uh, I heard you were approached by a character named Joe Hardy who claims he can put you in touch with your daughter. So? So my advice to you is to have nothing to do with him. Uh, this wouldn't be professional jealousy, would it, Mike? What are you talking about? Just because Joe Hardy's a competitor of yours. Oh, Blake, I called you as a friend. This boy Hardy's a private detective, sure, but he's also a faker. He'll clean you out like a Hoover vacuum. <laughs> You're a fine one to talk. Just because you could never locate Irene, you don't want anyone else to succeed. You thought she was boy, she was dead. Now, listen to me, Walter. Sorry, I haven't the time, Mike. Larry Nichols and I are supposed to meet Hardy at three. I'm not going to take a chance on your delaying us. Hey, will you look at it, Rain Blake? Uh, you look at it, Nichols. You sure this fellow Joe Hardy said he'd be here at three? That's right. Well, that clock's almost a half hour slow. What do you suppose is keeping him? Maybe it's his conscience. What do you mean, Nichols? I wouldn't kid you, Blake. We've been partners too long. From the little you've told me, I wouldn't be surprised if this boy Hardy's a phony. Mike Waring... I the... don't care what he claims. Hardy had a piece of the dress Irene was wearing when her mother took her away. Is that why you gave him a thousand bucks? Yes. You're supposed to be a tough mark. Look, Blake, I know how you feel about this, but didn't it occur to you Hardy could have gotten the description of the dress from the papers? No. We never released it. Well, I still think you've heard the last of him. Why don't you just forget that? Come in. Hello, Uncle Water. Oh, it's you, Jerry. What's the matter? Am I a disease carrier? Your uncle's a little disappointed, kid. What did I do now? No, it's not you. It's that Joe Hardy character. Hasn't he been here yet? No. What? Well, don't worry, Uncle. It's pouring outside. He probably was detained. Well, let's hope it's permanent. Why? I think your uncle's throwing his money away. Well, I don't agree with you, Mr. Nichols. He's got no family but me. If there's the slightest possibility of this girl turning out to be Irene, why shouldn't he gamble a few dollars? It's not just a few dollars. It's 50 grand. Well, I still think they're good odds. If you ask me... That must be Hardy. Uh, come in. That's no, Mr. Blake. Sorry I'm late. I couldn't get a cab. Well, the important thing is that you're here now. I don't believe you know these gentlemen. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, this is my partner, Larry Nichols. A pleasure. Hello. And uh, this is my nephew, Jerry. Glad to know you, Mr. Hardy. Smell it, Joe. Well, now we can get down to business. Well, uh, if you don't mind, Mr. Blake, I'd rather be alone. You're afraid of witnesses? Oh, now, cut it out, Nichols. He's a crook, Jerry. 
You want to be careful with those accusations, mister. All right, Nichols, that's enough. I'm old enough to look after myself. Well, if that's the way you want it, Blake... That's the way I want it. You coming, Jerry? Good luck to you, Uncle. Nice knowing you, Mr. Hardy. Yeah, I'll see you around sometime. Nice boy, your nephew. Yes, Jerry's all right, but... Uh... You're uh, interested in someone close to home, That's huh? right. Well, I promised you more evidence that this girl was your daughter, Irene. Well... Uh, would you uh, happen to know offhand what she was carrying the day she disappeared? Yes, yes. There was a red school bag trimmed with uh, black leather. Anything else you remember about it? Or any shows I.B. were embossed on the top. Let me open this package. That's Irene's bag. I was sure it was. Oh, where did you find it? In Los Angeles. Took a lot of work to dig it out. Uh, uh, where is she now? Aren't you forgetting something, Mr. Blank? Huh? Uh, oh. oh, you mean the reward money? Uh-huh. I've got it right here. Here. It's in $100 bills, just as you asked. That's fine. Well, where is she? 2126 Chalmers Avenue. 2126 Chalmers. Yeah, she's uh, living in a furnished room under the name of Irene Kent. Does she expect me? Yeah, I told her you'd be around, uh, around five. I can't thank you enough, Hardy. Oh, don't thank me, Mr. Blake. It was a pleasure to serve you. I'm sure you and your daughter will be very happy together. <laughs> you start by inviting me in. You'll have to excuse me. I know. Not every day you find a new father, but you'll get used to it. Did I turn out the way you expected? I don't know what I expected. You were only seven when your mother took you away. Incidentally, where is she? She died two years ago. Well, why didn't you let me know? Mother never mentioned you. We didn't even use your name. Didn't you remember anything at all about me? Very little, I'm afraid. <laughs> I've made a million plans, Irene. Now, the first thing we've got to do is to get you out of it. Where did you get that picture? It's Mother's. Tear it up. Oh, now, Dad. I'm sorry, Irene. I had no right to ask that. Your mother did a terrible thing to me, but she was crazy about you. Yes, she always worried about me. Remember how she wouldn't let me use the skates you bought? Yeah. We had quite a fight over that. And it was the same story when you brought home the bicycle and the pony. He accused you of wanting to kill me. You remember the pony? Like it was yesterday. He was a brown Shetland with a white star on his nose. You remember the saddle I bought? It wasn't a saddle. It was a cart. So it was. Well, what's the matter, Father? I'm just trying to figure out something. What? How you learned about that pony and cart. Oh, I remembered it. You couldn't very well, Irene. Huh? You see, I ordered the pony for your eighth birthday, and it was delivered the day after my wife ran away. Why, well, I, I don't understand. Yes, you do. You're not my daughter. You're, you're making a mistake. No, the mistake I made was earlier today when I believed Joe Hardy. You're not Irene. Stay away from me. You're not my little girl. Where is she? No. Where is she? <laughs> To use this place as an office or something? Oh, please, please, Nichols. My friend Ed is a very sensitive fellow. The name of this place is Ed's Luncheonette. See the big red sign? And as for an office, uh, does fine for that too. But 
Right now I want to eat. What do you say we order? Oh, I've already... You go ahead. Well, Jerry's not here yet anyway. Okay, when he gets here, we'll talk. Say, Ed. Oh, hi, Mike. Glad you dropped by. <laughs> oh, what's good today, Ed? Oh, now, that's a fine thing to ask a cook. Naturally, everything's good. Oh, oh most humble apologies. And better. Yeah, uh, well, what's especially good? Well, let's see. I got some real good shrimp, Mike. Mm-hmm. I could make a shrimp salad I know you'd go for. You know I'd like it, huh? I sure do. But I make it with Miracle Whip. And the salad dressing's a mighty important part of a salad, you know. Oh, why, sure. Why, did you ever hear of a self-respecting salad going out without dressing? No, really, Mike. Salad dressing adds flavor. Like Miracle Whip here, it adds a real peppy flavor. Mmm, sharp. Uh, but not too sharp, Mike. Most folks say Miracle Whip tastes just exactly right. Mm-hmm. Why, do you know the craft salesman told me that Miracle Whip outsells the next 20 leading brands of salad dressing combined. That's so. Sure, so it's really America's favorite salad dressing. Folks must like it a lot. My customers sure do. Hey, smooth, huh? Yes, sure is, Mike. Miracle Whip is just as smooth as satin. Why, no, no, Ed, Ed, uh, I meant that cute little blonde that just went by. Oh. Well, (laughs) all right, I'll have that shrimp salad, Ed. And make it with plenty of Miracle Whip, will you? Oh, it'll be a pleasure, Mike. <laughs> you sure you don't want anything else? No, 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 thanks. Okay. Oh, say, here comes our boy now. Hello, Jerry. Uh, hiya. Sit down. Hello, Waring. Nichols. Uh, has Nichols talked to you about what we want yet, Mike? I love it for you, Jerry. Well, now, you're my uncle's friend, Mike. You've got to do something and do it fast before there's any more trouble. Well, maybe I'm sick, but I don't see what you two want done. Now, don't look at me, Waring. This is Jerry's baby. I'm washing my hands of the whole business. You didn't approve of Blake giving Joe Hardy that money, Nichols, hmm? No, I smelled a rat right from the beginning. I warned Blake this would happen. Where's your uncle now, Jerry? Well, that's just the trouble, Mike. We don't know. He called Nichols about a half hour ago. What did he have to say? Nothing much, only he got a lead to Joe Hardy, and he made an appointment to meet him at his hotel later tonight. Well, I don't think there's much chance of Hardy showing up after this. Oh, that's where you're wrong. Hardy doesn't know what my uncle wants him for. Well, he must have some idea, Jerry. Nope. According to Nichols, my uncle told Hardy he was so pleased that the way things turned out, he wanted to give him a bonus. You don't think Hardy will fall for that? He probably learned what happened from that girl. That's what I told Blake, but he said the girl wouldn't talk. What's to prevent her? I can think of several things. All of them unpleasant. What do you suggest, Mike? If my uncle finds Hardy there, he'll kill him. Now, you're the only one who can reason with him. I didn't have much luck when I tried it earlier today. What's the name of Hardy's hotel? It's the Parkside. It's off Madison. What time was the appointment for? Uh, one o'clock, I think. Well, it's almost that now. By the time I find a cab... Well, you I... can take my car. Oh, I thought yours was in the shop, Jerry. I got a new one this morning. Wait a minute. Wait. Here are the keys, Mike. It, it's parked right in front of the place. You can't miss it. It's a convertible. Okay. Well, how do you like that? After the big build-up that gave us about the salad, I have to rush off without touching it. Well, stick around, fellas. I'll be back as soon as I can. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. You can't stop me now. Who can? Well, I guess you can. Now, get out. What for? Don't ask so many questions. All right. Where's your license? I got it right here in my... That's funny. You left it in your other suit. I must have. All right, give me the ticket. Let's get it over with. Just take it easy. But where's your ownership card? I don't have any. What happened to that? This car doesn't belong to me. 
Didn't your mother tell you it wasn't nice to steal? Oh, don't talk like a jerk. This isn't hot. Isn't it? No, I borrowed it from a man named Jerry Blake. You should have told him in advance. What are you talking about? You'll find out. Look, officer, all this can be straightened out, but I haven't got time to do it now. I suppose you're bound on a mission of life and death. You're not kidding. No, only it's going to be your life, mister, if you don't start following orders. Now get in your car and follow me. All right, Baker, open him up. You got a visitor, Waring. Jerry. Hello, Mike. Look, will you tell this big shit? I already I have. Don't blame me, mister. I'm just a cop. I got a signal to pick up a hot car, and I did. What hot car? Well, I showed you the records, didn't I? We got a call at 945. Jerry, did you report that car stolen? No. Well, then who else put it? Hey, where's Larry Nichols? Nichols? Yes. He was with you when I left Ed Runchinette. Well, he left right after you did. Is that so? Yeah, he said he had to get back to work. Well, maybe I can imagine what that work is. What do you mean? Come on, we're an hour late now. I'll draw you a diagram on the way over. What for the superintendent say Joe Hardy was on? Eight. Eight C. What's the matter with you, Jerry? You look baffled. I am, Mike. I, I, I can't believe there's any connection between Hardy and Larry Nichols. Well, there's got to be. Nichols was the only one who knew I borrowed your car. So he must have been the one who reported it stolen after he left Ed's place. But what was the point? To delay me in getting here in time to keep your uncle from laying hands on Hardy. Here's the elevator. Come on, get in. Okay. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. If Hardy and Nichols were working together, all Nichols would have to do was phone him and warn him that my uncle was on his way over. Well, maybe he didn't want to warn him. I don't get it. Maybe Nichols wanted Joe Hardy to get himself killed. How do you figure that? Well, who would take the rap? Why, my uncle, I guess. And your uncle and Nichols are business partners. And if Nichols has been playing fast and loose with partnership funds... He might want your uncle tucked away where he couldn't ask any embarrassing questions. You're crazy, Mike. Well, we'll soon see. Let's be down this way. Then, then you think we're going to find Joe Hardy's body? Don't you? I don't know what to think anymore. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, here we are. I borrowed the keys from the superintendent. Good boy. Hope Hardy won't object. I don't think he'll be in a position to. The light switch ought to be somewhere around. Oh, I got it. Mike. Yeah, shut the door. You were right. No, I wasn't. I was wrong. What? Look again, Jerry. This isn't Joe Hardy. This is your uncle, Walter Blake. What do you want? Well, that all depends. Are you Irene Kent? Who wants to know? Well, I beg your pardon. My name is Mike Waring. That still means nothing in my young life. Well, we'll have to remedy that in the future. If you have a future. What kind of a crack is that? Judging from those bruises on your neck, Irene, someone must be awfully peeved at you. What do you want, mister? Okay, where's Joe Hardy? Why? Walter Blake was murdered tonight. Blake? Did Joe kill him? I can make out a very convincing case, so you better start talking, Irene. You know, an accessory to a murder... Well, I, I give you my word, Mr. Waring, I didn't have anything to do with that. It posed as Blake's daughter. I didn't want to. Joe made me. Where's Hardy now? I have no idea. I haven't heard from him since early this morning. Do you know that Blake discovered you were a phony? Well, if he did, he, he didn't get it from me. Why not? Well, I, I, I didn't know where to reach him. Yet you told Blake where Hardy could be found. I didn't expect Joe to be there. Mm-hmm. Who put your boyfriend up to this swindle? I, I don't know. Oh, come on, Irene. Who supplied all the background material? I swear I don't know. Well, I've got an idea. And for your sake, I hope it turns out a little better than my last. 
Just a second. Sorry to disturb you at this hour, Nichols. Oh, Mike. Can I come in? Sure. Thanks. You're about Blake? Yeah. Tough, huh? Well, I warned him not to have anything to do with Hardy. Yeah, so did I. But I still can't help feeling this is partly my fault. Why? Maybe I would have gotten there in time to stop it if I hadn't been grabbed by the police. Grabbed by the police? Yeah. Oh, didn't you know? They picked me up while driving Jerry's car. They had a report it was stolen. Well, who did that? But I'm glad you asked me, Nichols. Because I had an idea it might be you. Have you blown your top, Mike? Thought you were going to stay at Ed's place until I returned. Oh, I, I had some business to attend to. Yeah, and you gave it all to me. Well, you're out of your mind. Did it ever occur to you that Jerry might have notified the cops? Oh, sure, sure. But I like your qualifications better. First of all, you were working with Joe Hardy. You gave him all the information he needed to pass Irene off as Blake's daughter. And you're forgetting I was the one who told Blake not to pay. Sure, that was smart of you, Nichols. That, that way, you gave yourself an out. I couldn't have been too smart if you got the goods on me. Well, I had help. Irene told me your name. You're lying. She didn't... Yeah, go on, Nichols. Finish it. She didn't know that you were in the operation. No, you told me that yourself. Jerry might have dug up that picture of Mrs. Blake and a few other bits of information, but he never would have known about the dress and the pony. He was only a kid himself at the time. Got it all figured out, haven't you? I like to think so. Well, tell me something. Did you figure on this? Put away the gun, Nichols. That isn't going to get you anything. That's where you're wrong. I'll get me a head start. And yours is just a head to supply it to... Nothing to get frightened about, Irene. It's only me. Joe. What's the matter, baby? You act like you're seeing a ghost. Well, well I, I thought that... What, I'd skip out on you? Now, you know, Irene, that's not my type. What are you doing here? I got a date to meet a friend of mine, a fellow named Larry Nichols. Nichols? Yeah. I... I don't think he'll be here, Joe. Why not? Well, a man named Mike Wearing was here about an hour ago. And? and? Well, there was two. No, there must be a little more. What'd you tell Waring? Nothing, Joe. Except? Well, when he said Walter Blake was murdered, I... You gave him every little bit of help you could. I didn't tell him much, Joe. Well, that's not your fault, honey. After all, how much did you know? What bothers me is what you might say if Waring got back to you again. No, I... You can't take a chance on that, baby. Listen, Joe. Now, Irene, you can see that for yourself. The first opportunity, you'll crack wide open. Now, what are we going to do about that? Well, well, I guess Joe doesn't know what to do either. I say either because I think there are lots of folks who don't know what to do with time. Now, maybe you don't know what to do to get your family to eat salads. You don't? We'll make those salads with Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Has a flavor so pleasing. Miracle Whip. Tastes so lively, so teasing. Miracle Whip. Only one of its kind. Miracle Whip. Best salad dressing you'll find. Miracle Whip is the only one of its kind because it's a different type of salad dressing made from a secret craft recipe. Miracle Whip combines the best qualities of boiled dressing and old-fashioned mayonnaise, so it's truly distinctive and delicious, with a flavor millions of folks call just exactly right. Try it, won't you? One taste will tell you why it's America's favorite salad dressing. The one and only Miracle Whip. 
to the adventures of the Fulton. Several hours have passed since Mike tangled with Larry Nichols and came off second best. And now our hero staggers to his feet and heads for the phone. Then with none too certain fingers, he dials the police. Hundred and second precinct, Sergeant Lewis. Hello, Sergeant. This is Mike Waring. Where the devil have you been, Mike? We've been looking for you for the past hour. Well, I was out. Where? Just plain out. Look, have you picked up Joe Hardy yet for the Blake murder? No. Well, while you're at it, you might as well get out and alarm for Larry Nichols. And you're probably too late for a girl named Irene Kent. How'd you know that? Well, it figured. Hardy must have taken her away with him. Well, that's where you're wrong, Mike. She was left behind. I can't imagine why. You would if you saw her now. She's got two big bullet holes right where her heart used to be. Yes? Hello, Jerry. Mike. Hey, what happened to your head? Oh, just trying to prove what goes on when an irresistible force meets an immovable object. Come on in, sit down. Anything new? Yeah. Irene Kent was murdered. What? Shot, to be exact. Apparently an hour or two after I first spoke with him. Was she able to tell you anything? Enough to convince me I was right about Nichols. He was working with Joe Hardy. I can't believe it. Well, you can take it from me. It's true. Where do you think I picked up this knot on my head? Nichols? Who else? Did he get away? Yes, but I don't think he'll get very far. I still say you're wrong. What he told my uncle in front of me, that it was a mistake to deal with Hardy. Well, I explained the reason for that before. You're even using it to clear him. But the fellow I'd like to lay my hands on is Joe Hardy. You think he's the one who did the actual killing? We'll know as soon as we get a look at the gun. I suppose if the slug they took out of my uncle matches those they took out of Irene, that'll be it. Just about. Yeah, but, but suppose Hardy gets rid of the can. I don't see how he could. If anyone was to do that, it would have to be you. What are you babbling about? Well, I'm sorry to give away your little secret, Jerry. But you killed your uncle and Irene Kent. Please. Uh, yeah, me too, Ed. Right with you, fellas. Uh, go on, Mike. I'm sorry I interrupted. That's all right, Sergeant. You practically got it all anyway. Am I to understand that Jerry was the one who notified us to pick you up in that car? Yeah, sure. That gave him enough time to go over and kill his uncle. Well, I can see his reason for that. With his uncle dead and with no other family around, Jerry would come into all of Blake's dough. Uh-huh. But what was his motive in killing that dame, Irene Kent? The fact that he had no motive. Wait a minute. Here you are, man. No, thanks, Ed. Now, you see, Sergeant, when you found Irene dead, that made you believe her killer was either Nichols or Hardy, since she was tied up with him. Go on. Uh, now, consider what would have happened if Walter Blake was the only victim. Sooner or later, you would have realized that Jerry was a suspect with the best motive of all. And by killing Irene, he made it appear that her death was tied up with the plot to clip his uncle. And we knew definitely he had nothing to do with that. Well, what put you on the right track? Well, you grant me that the one who tipped off the police to nab me in that stolen car wrap was the murderer. Yeah, but how can you prove it was Jerry? Easy. That's too bad I didn't think of it in time. See, Jerry's car was a brand-new convertible. He'd only gotten it yesterday. Nichols never saw it. He was surprised when Jerry volunteered the keys to the car. So, how could Nichols report it stolen? He didn't know the make, the color, or the license number. Hey, hey that's right. Yeah, I only wish I thought of it before I knocked myself out. You don't know what a problem this raises. Why? Well, Blake was my client, and he's dead. 
And Jerry won't even talk to me now. So you tell me, to whom do I send my bills? This is Mike Waring, friends. You probably heard people say, defense is everybody's job. But maybe you haven't known just what you could do to help. Well, here's a way you can help Uncle Sam and yourself at the same time. Buy defense bonds. Help build your country's security and your own personal security, too. Remember, defense bonds are safe. And they pay you a good rate of interest. Ask about the payroll savings plan where you work. Or, if you're self-employed, ask about the bond-a-month plan where you bank. Save your money the smart way. Buy defense bonds. The Case of the Broken Fingerprint. The Case of the Broken Fingerprint. That's the title of next week's Adventure of the Falcon, when Mike Waring learns that if a fella tries to keep a girl from wasting her life, he may help her lose it. So be sure to listen at this same time next week to another exciting Adventure of the Falcon, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on a famous character created by Drexel Drake, produced by Bernard L. Schubert, written tonight by Eugene Wang, and directed by Richard Lewis. Music was by Arlo. Les Damon was starred as the Falcon, with Florence Halep as Irene. This is Ed Hurley, he's speaking for the Kraft Food Company. All right, guys, that's maybe one of my favorite episodes of the run. I don't know why, but I like the characters and I like where it goes from this. You know, uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, this was a good good uh, place to uh, to end our our current listening of the Falcon. This was a good one to go out on. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I, it did a good job of creating some characters. Uh, I did have to rewind it when he they were in the restaurant because I couldn't tell if they went to a commercial or if they actually oh, just built the ad into the show. yeah yeah yeah. Do you, do you want some craft miracle whip? No, Sorry, I like miracle. Cra- I you... miracle whip whip. whip? It goes good on all salads. It's gross. You would I, what, who who puts that on salad? I know it's called salad I, dressing, but that is disgusting. I don't use it for salad. I use it for my sandwiches. I don't use it for salad, though. I don't think anybody uses it for salad, do they? No. They might have back in the fifties, though. Right. Like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. No wonder people have heart problems. Right. That part did take me out of it a little bit. Yeah. The build up to it was great. The end of it was great. But the forced commercial in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we're going to go to this, this diner and we're going to get some Miracle Whip. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of the whole thing because of the, it, it was not needed for the story. No, no it was not. <laughs> It was not. (laughs) 
I think they were trying to see if it was a creative way to uh, to get their sponsor added in there. Mm-hmm. I think I think my favorite part of the episode was when Waring goes and he warns him about the other detective, and he's like, "He's a crook. Don't listen to him. He's going to swindle you." The guy's like, "No." And then something subconsciously makes him test that girl that's his supposed daughter. Right. And right. it's like, like, yeah, you didn't get that horse and carriage. You got, that was the day after your mom left. And yeah, I thought that was really cool that he did that. I, what I was suspecting was going to happen was, She's saying that she's not the daughter, but in the end, she turned out to be the daughter. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for, because I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Now, I still thought it was great without that twist, but, uh, you know, that's kind of how I was envisioning it from the get-go. Mm-hmm. No, it was a lot of fun. I think this was a yeah. great one in the Falcon run on right now yeah it didn't it didn't feel like oh when's this episode gonna end i was like oh it's already over okay only during the commercial part (laughs) yeah the commercial parts were like oh god okay now i gotta get back into the show it could be worse it could be the flintstones doing cigarette ads during the flintstones uh that's true that is true (laughs) and this cool smooth drag of this Charleston whatever cigarette he was doing that was like oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah that's bad or if you listen to if you listen to dragnet like the guy that plays friday does a lot of cigarette ads through the the show too and it's just yeah. like we know about you and he smoked more than i think rod sterling smoked like five packs a day i think this guy did the same yeah, yeah. I, i'm blanking on his name but yeah he yeah. did, uh, it was Jack something. Yeah. Yeah. No, good pick, Nick. Yeah, that was a good yeah. show. So we're going to do I Love a Mystery next? Correct. So we'll have to discuss what comes after the one that we did. And we can okay. do some more after that. I mean, I'm, there's a couple more shows that are complete after the one that we did. So we'll we'll just catch up on those. We're not going to go back and do the ones that are reproduced. Okay. Because those are, those are horrible. Yeah, they're not good. Okay. Sounds good. All right. It's been Nick. Kirk. Ryan. And we'll talk to you guys next week. And if you like the show, go ahead and give it a comment, uh, share it with your friends, post it online, whatever. Just give it a listen. All right, thanks. Bye.